Hi, this is Kate. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Another week in 2024. That's right. So what's been going on with you this week? Well, let's see. This past week uh, at work, we don't do a Christmas party because we have a very busy December. Nonprofits are always very busy in December. And so we always do kind of that after party celebration. Yeah. And this year we went to a place I'd never heard of this before. Have you ever heard of Foling? No. Yeah. So it's a combination of football and bowling. What? Yes. (laughs) So instead of knocking, well, you knock down bowling pins, but instead of using a bowling ball, you use a football. What the heck? How does that work? Is it, it can't be as far away as bowling. Oh, it is far. <gasps> yeah, it is far. And um, so it's in Plano. And um, I think it originally, the concept originated in Detroit. Okay. And so now it's picking up, you know, steam. So it was really fun, but yeah, it's, um, it's pretty far. So imagine bowling pins and they sit on a platform that looks a little bit like a cornhole platform, but it's flat Yeah, and it's on either side. So instead of just a bowling pins at the end of a, you know, a lane lane, you have them on both ends and people on both ends. And so you're, you're throwing the football to the other side and you're, you know, the team you're playing against is throwing to your side. Got it. And um, it is a lot more difficult than it looks. Well, um, it sounds really difficult. Yeah. Even the guys, even the, because I thought, oh, here we go. Like we got, we did a, a little tournament. We mm-hmm. could do a little tournament. So we get matched up. And of course we get matched up with like the truck drivers. And <laughs> and my team was like the people that process like accounting. I was like, we're the math people. Like <laughs> how do we get, ma- how do we get at, uh, matched up against the people that lift things? Or, right. Um, but Interestingly, what's challenging about it is, you know, not only to aim and get the football there to knock down the pins, right. is that a football bounces. Yes. So when it hits, it would often hit the board, like even right before the pins, and it would just bounce off in another direction or oh, over man. the pins. And so, yeah, it takes a while to kind of get the hang of it, even to knock down a pin. Yeah. It's really, then, then forget if you've knocked down a couple and you're trying to aim at a specific pin. Right. Yeah, it was, but it was fun. We had. It sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, it sounds difficult, but it does sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love bowling. Yeah. And I love football. I know. And then there's, they've got, so it's like a, they've got like two caged areas. Okay. So obviously, you know, the football's not flying around the whole facility. Right. And then they've got just all these, you know, tables, you know, they've got food, there's a bar. So it's inside. Yes. Okay. Oh yes, absolutely. Temperature (laughs) controlled. (laughs) Um, and I think they even had some like pool tables and things like that. Obviously it's only open at nighttime. We rented it as an organization. So it was just us there during the day. Um, so we had other things going on. Like we did trivia and did some fun things, um, with each other. But, um, but yeah, we had a, it, we had a buffet, but I think just in general, it's got a pretty decent menu and yeah, it was just different. It was something that was different. That wasn't the usual. Yeah. Thing. So I need to come work at your job. (laughs) You guys have a good time. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have fun to, yeah. Math isn't that exciting every day. (laughs) How about you? Um, I mean, this week has been a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We kind of started back up with like spring activities. So we had tennis match, we had dance competition. So I was just kind of, um, 
getting myself like back in the groove of making sure all the scheduling is lined up, making sure everybody has this and that, yeah. you know, I'm ordering things on Amazon at the last minute, hoping they're going to get here in time. Cause I <laughs> thought I planned for everything. And then, you know, I need body glue yeah. or I need, you know, I don't know what something else that's essential. What did our parents ever do? Not, there I was mean, not, there was no place to get body glue. No, no, no. There was no Amazon. No, I mean, really, I, but I also think, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember being involved in as many things. Yeah. I don't remember needing body glue for yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stay in dance long enough to need body glue. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I guess I could ask where the, the, the tights and the tutu came from. That's right. No, but yeah, yeah, when you're the one making it all happen. Yep. And you figure it out. So a post recording note following the recording of this episode, um, the news was announced that King Charles had been diagnosed with a form of cancer. And we just wanted to acknowledge Um, that that's going on because we certainly didn't talk about it because we didn't know about it (laughs) during the time of the podcast recording. So all the best wishes to King Charles for a speedy recovery. Um, It's nice to see that he's already started treatment and we've seen him out in public. So all signs um, point to a positive outcome. All right. So this week we're talking about something near and dear to both of our hearts. I think that we've both been interested in for a long time. We're talking about the royals. Yes, the royal family. So let's be specific, okay? We're talking about the British royal family, okay? Yes. I realize there are other royal families in the world, <laughs> but apart from maybe the like the Romanovs with the whole Anastasia, oh, is yeah. she or isn't she? Right. I only think of the British royal family when I think of royalty. Same. So it's easy for me to focus in on it. Yes. And I think part of it is because I lived in England for a portion of my childhood. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So I lived there from 79 to 82. Okay. Um, So it was sort of like. So you were there. Oh, I was there. For the wedding. I was there for the wedding. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I have, like, some commemorative coins from the Charles and Diana wedding and certainly memories of watching it on TV. I did not – we didn't, like, go into London to see it Oh, okay. You weren't in the cathedral? I was not Not front and center. (laughs) You did not – you didn't get a golden ticket? (laughs) No. (laughs) Hold the train, yeah. But I definitely remember, even though I was quite young, I mean, my goodness, I was barely born at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, I was a little kid, but I definitely remember all of the excitement and the hype and, you know, all of that stuff. You got to get up at a regular time. The rest of us had to get up at 4 a.m. That's right. That's right. And I know that because in subsequent royal weddings, when I was back in the States, I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. So anyway, um, yeah, so just uh, a lot of interest in it. I love the Brits. I love England in general, but I'm definitely usually paying attention to what's going on with the royals. Yeah. And an inspiration for today, we we are wearing tiaras as yes. one should always. If um, only we were on camera. You could I know. See how we'll take sparkling. some pictures. <laughs> yeah. 
but it does there is an impact like i think if i had to wear one you know as part of my outfit you know because i as i understand that's a nighttime dinner type event thing yes. except for weddings and um yeah, I think you'd walk a little differently. If For you know, sure. You know, I mean. Stand up a little straighter, shoulders that, back. That's right. I mean, I might even act nicer. Just... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, I feel myself sitting up a little straighter wearing it. Yeah, you look today. good. You look great. You yeah. too. I mean, the sparkle. I'm like, I need my sunglasses in here. <laughs> so let's get into it a little right. bit obviously there's tons and tons of history right like I obviously am very interested in the more modern royal family but I also have always been fascinated I think like going back to like Henry VIII and learning anything about that whole situation yeah and the wives and not the... quite as cool to be a queen back then no. but yeah. <laughs> a little scarier um, and then Elizabeth the first with the whole, you know, virgin queen situation. Yep. Absolutely love that Kate Blanchett movie. <laughs> Elizabeth the first. It's how we know all about our Royals. We watch the crown. So That's we're right. experts. That's right. Um, but then, you know, obviously watching Elizabeth and Philip and their family and, you know, kind of all that has transpired since sort of her coming to the throne and, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think interestingly, you know, you mentioned the crown, we're both big fans Yeah. and I really loved those first couple of seasons when it was really focused like back then when she yeah. was a young queen and on their marriage and her relationship with her sister and kind of that whole, you know, figuring out the balance of her life. Right. And, you know, she clearly made some specific choices about serving, you know, and and how important she thought that was and oftentimes put her, you know, family feelings second. Right. And um, I just thought it was really interesting to watch, you know, the crown's interpretation of that part of her life. And right. I definitely learned and I know that obviously is um, dra a dramatized version. Right of events but I definitely did learn some things that I didn't know before yeah. watching that kind of inspired me to go and look things up and learn you know what was really going on and how accurate the show was yeah and it's um I love the psychology of like especially because she had a reign for so long mm -hmm. I think of that size of you know she'd always grown up in in the royal family mm -hmm. like there wasn't any it's not somebody who you know I married into it so I've I've lived a different life. Right. Um, and so that was really interesting too, because, you know, for better or for worse, it seemed like she was making decisions that she felt was part of the tradition. And mm -hmm. that was really the driving force as opposed to thinking, Oh, I need to create my own monarchy. Right. Like kind of make it her own. And yeah, yeah I think she definitely stuck to precedent and, what she saw now her father was not the king for very long no. and was not expected to be right so right that whole abdication that his yeah, brother his brother you know did um kind of turned the path of their family in a way that they weren't expecting but she still had that upbringing where you know it wasn't completely foreign to her right um but i think yeah she probably be maybe partly because she was so young didn't 
you know, kind of turn it into what she wanted it to be, but stuff with more tradition. Now, maybe that's, you know, not as true later in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, she seemed to stick very much to tradition and what most people would expect. Right. And especially at such an age where, and and she wasn't, she didn't have uh, advanced education. Right. So that was something I remember like watching it that I thought, oh, I didn't even think about that. That, I mean, you know, you have that feeling of I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with heads of states. Right. And, and I, you know, can I have that conversation, you know, and still feel, not that she's making policy decisions or anything like that, but just, you know, to be able to hold a conversation. Yeah, and have that confidence. And yeah. she clearly didn't at the beginning right. because that wasn't the path that was expected for her life. Right? right. Right. So yeah, that's pretty fascinating. And I think just her marriage to Philip and kind of that, you know, priority and his role yeah. was like, wow, you know, and it's not a t- an easy spot to be in. Especially during that era when men and were more considered a head of household right. type. And I know that seemed like it was a huge and that's Deal. for a long time into their relationship, <clears throat> yeah. too. I mean, and then can you imagine, like, being married to your spouse for a while, and then suddenly they become king, and you're expected <laughs> to bow? And I'm right. thinking, absolutely not. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm sure Philip felt the same. I'm de- <laughs> I think about Chris thinking I'm going to bow. Absolutely not. Forget it. He would make, he would be like, you need to do it. You need to bow. (laughs) He would be the jerk. I don't know. I can't see that about Chris. Oh, okay. (laughs) We'll bring him on. He'll have to be honest. That's right. But yeah, that's got to be kind of weird too, because... You know, and I, I grant, and I granted, I know it's just a bower or a curtsy, but still, it's just weird. It is. <laughs> and I mean, that came up on the crown for sure. Like yeah. when the whole preparation for her coronation and yeah. them having those conversations. And I think, you know, it's a tough position for both of them to be in. Yeah. Um, and it plays out right through the, like the rest of their relationship really right. in terms of what he's, and, and I mean, he certainly took a back seat and yeah. put her and her position forward um, many times. But, you know, it could not have been easy. And and I don't think that it would be easy in the reverse either because of just the whole spotlight. Yeah. You know, regardless of the marital dynamics. Yeah. It's, you know, just uh, I think for the royals in general – it's it's a really not an easy life to be to have everybody watching everything that you're doing. Oh my gosh. And and feeling like it's their place to comment on everything that you're doing and criticize everything that you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's um I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like how do you feel sorry for people who are kings and queens and princesses and princes and but you then you think about like would I really want to live a life like that yeah I mean I don't think I could handle not having anonymity like I need to look bad occasionally I just (laughs) you know I just I don't yeah I just not even just thinking about silly things like you can't even run a target right and you know just do those things and then everything you do good or bad is Mm -hmm. going to be you know like, I just don't, I think that would just bring a level of anxiety that, mm-hmm. oh, look at the way they bent over or they touched right. this person and they weren't supposed to touch them first. And right. just some of the silliness that goes along with whatever they consider royal protocol, mm-hmm. which I think is funny because 
first off, I had no idea there was anything called The Firm. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about The Firm until I started watching The Crown. Yeah. And then um, my thought was, well, if you're the king or queen, what are they going to do, fire you? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, they're saying, oh, well, you're not supposed to do this. Okay, well, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, and I realize some of it is kind of, they consider that part of the royal protocol, and then some things are considered more uh, just what the queen or the king prefers. Right. Know, like, this is their, you know. So, it, I, I, yeah, I just think it's kind of interesting how there uh, there was this underbelly, which I always thought it was just the royals making those decisions. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, I think it's like a lot of people. Like, you think about uh, other celebrities, um, you know, whatever industry they may be yeah. in, there's a, there's a whole machine that's yeah. putting out their image and their, you know, communication to the public. I mean, it's, I think once you get to a certain level, not very many things are only vetted by you in yeah. terms of how you're going to dress, what events you're going to go to, yeah. what charities you're going to support. It, it does get kind of taken away from you in some ways and i'm sure depending on personality Mm -hmm. and um you know confidence and all of those things it happens more to some people than to other people yeah and i don't think i would have had the personality to be a good royal because (laughs) i have control issues and i would want to have a say yeah more so probably than they would like and i like to buck the system you know what i mean (laughs) i probably would have been a good diana Oh man. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's not a life I would choose. Yeah. You know, for many, many, many reasons. Right. Like we, we get attached to the gowns and the hats and the tiaras. Right. But then when it really gets in, and and I, I appreciate the fact that they get to, in some ways, really, uh, work within charity Mm -hmm. and advancing that and, and whatnot. Um, and that has to be very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's just the, when it's time to be private, you would just want, and granted, I know they have a castle and, you know, <laughs> but still, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and, and especially when you have kids, because as we know, kids are kids. Yeah. Right. They make bad choices. They, you know, flub up mm-hmm. every once in a while. They're not, and you know, you don't want to, you get to hear about it. Like, right. Oh, did you see what, you know? George did today, you know, yeah. he, he stuck, you know, as many times as we've seen those pictures where like, Ooh, they look, they're sticking their tongue out. Yeah. And I'm thinking, so You're right. <laughs> they're kids. But yeah, I mean, it goes to the, you know, when they're little and even when they're adults. Right. right. So, I mean, Elizabeth had quite a crew of kids who had a lot of issues over the years. Right. And that was even before social media right. and camera phones and, you know, um, and I mean, cause even William and, and Harry, well, especially Harry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, had photos and things taken of them doing not so great things yeah. at t- different times, you know, when they're younger. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it just, I think, I think the, the newest, like William's kids are going to mm. have an even harder time because yeah. just, there's just so much more access and so much more, you know, and even when you think you're in privacy, you're mm-hmm. not in privacy. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to be a lesson that I'm sure they're already learning, even though they're quite young still. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm, I'm going back to the crown because it's sort of encapsulated so many years in a short yeah. period of time. And obviously a big part of their life, I wasn't even born. Right, so, right, you know, right. 
But I love seeing how they started and kind of some of the, like we talked about, the dynamics and their relationship. And they clearly loved each other yeah. very much. And I think still, you know, like any couple, they have periods where things are going great and periods right. where things are not so great. And that's magnified, again, by their positions. Um, but I love kind of seeing the dynamics with their kids. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's one of the things that I think people criticize the royals for, not just Elizabeth and Philip, but just in general of, you know, having all the nannies and maybe not really being that hands-on with parenting. And, of course, they were able to do that in the first few years before she became the queen. Right. Um, but then once she became the queen, I think that gets more difficult because of the demands on her time and yeah, the travel and all of that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, I think it's just interesting to see some of the um, – dynamics that play out between her as a mother and the kids and him as a father and the kids. And, you know, clearly I think it's kind of um, documented in the crown, but also just like kind of known that I think he and Charles had a difficult relationship, at least at certain points in time. And um, I don't know as much about um, the youngest son, Edward. Oh, right. Um, he seems to have kind of escaped a lot of the scrutiny, and maybe that is because he's the youngest, and we right. already had enough to talk about with Charles and yeah. Anne and yeah. <laughs> Andrew, my lord. Oh, heaven. goodness. Woo. Oh, That's a, I don't know if we even want to talk about that. If you're, if you're Charles right now, you're like, all right, I'm good. That's all right. I'm doing great yeah, these I think, days. I think Charles, well, that was the tough part, is it? And I think that was also part of that era, which mm-hmm. I think was that this idea that that there had to be a definition of what a man was like mm-hmm. or would be like and a woman. And right. I think we've, as a society, evolved from that a For little sure. bit. Um, and just that, you know, we're all on a spectrum. And I think that Charles was more of the intellectual, mm-hmm. you know, like to read, maybe introverted. Mm-hmm. And I think that Prince Philip had this idea like, oh, you know, you know, you go out there and you be a sportsman and right. you do this and, you know, like that, that equals manhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of where part of it was yeah. their um, disconnect, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, you know, could also be what they thought the king should be like. And right. so it's like you're trying to make him fit a mold Mm-hmm. who he's not right and so i think maybe for that fact maybe it was good that he didn't become king early on because True. i think he probably had an identity issue with well who am i and um and yeah he's a little different i think he seems like he's um i mean aside from the diana thing which you know we'll get into yeah um <laughs> I, he he doesn't seem like he's i think um especially with the kids i think he just seems like he's a little tenderhearted, you know, like he's not trying to be, you know, this hard nosed whatever. Yeah. Um, and that could be too, that it's later in life for him too. And he's tired. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would well, be. Well, I mean, I do think, you know, people mellow and evolve. Yeah. So for sure he's different now than he was back when he was, you know, meeting Diana or having yeah. their kids or whatever. Um, I hope for his sake that he feels, well, I mean, certainly now that he's the king, that he can have a little bit more, you know, independence and autonomy from his parents. Right. 
But it does seem, you know, and, and even with the Diana relationship, that that was probably not really what he wanted to do. No. And clearly, clearly, and unfortunately for both of them and her, you know, in particular being sort of more of the outsider, you know, that shaped their future in a way that was, you know, turned out to be really devastating. Right. And I do think that, you know, he was, like you said, more of a, um, a softer personality and, you know, for what, for survival or for whatever the reasons he made the decisions that he made along the way. And, you know, that's, we all have our dynamics with our parents, right? But right. his plays out publicly yeah, in some ways, yeah. you know, I mean, I, we don't know everything obviously about their relationships, but yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's an interesting one because because of the ripple effects <laughs> of, you know, kind of uh, how he chose to conduct himself back in that time. Um, and now where we are today with, you know, how things have turned out for him. Yeah. It's been quite a, a journey <laughs> to watch. <laughs> you know, it was interesting even watching, going watching, watching the crown and getting kind of some perspective about, you know, what it was like and when it started. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously there was a much bigger push for, what does the future queen of England need to look like? And she needs, you know, kind of going along those same concepts. They, th we need to find someone to fit this mold. Mm -hmm. And the person that he was in love with at the time didn't fit that mold. Right. Well, and she was married to somebody else, right? right? Well, also, that is also problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there was a part of me that actually felt sorry for him because I thought, yeah, that must be, you know, like we've seen this in like movies play out. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have to marry this person, but you're not really in love with that yeah. person. And you're really in love with this person. Um, but I think I keep coming back to, uh, for me, I mean, Princess Diana, uh, she was the victim, really. She yeah. was like 19 years old. Oh, yeah, just a baby. Um, You know, didn't have, again, didn't have a formal education, you know, didn't have any experience in the world yet, um, thrust into this, this lifestyle that she had not grown up in. Mm -hmm. And I think the part that I really had issues with uh, King Charles or Prince Charles at the time was, is that, yeah, I get that you didn't get what you want, and it seemed like he tried in the beginning I mean, he was also 10 years older than yeah. her. So intellectually, they weren't on the same right. level. And I get that. that. That's a part of a relationship is being able to have a conversation. And, For sure. And stuff. And I get that. I guess what I don't really understand is the cruelty that seemed to come along with that. Mm -hmm. And um, this idea that just, well, you're just going to have to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to have this relationship on the side. Right. As opposed to well, let's try to work something out or let's mm -hmm. really talk through something or whatever. Um, and then, you know, Camilla didn't help either, you know, because yeah. she was an active person. Yeah, um, I mean, it's sad. Like when you see the interviews with Diana and she talks about there being three people in their marriage. And right. of course, it's heartbreaking. Um, and I think, you know, as she got older and obviously got more confidence right. and more connections outside of just the immediate family yeah um where she felt supported and then she was able to make different choices right which i think is great that yeah. she was able to do that but it was also a big deal because it didn't happen 
easily. You right. know, it's not like if one of us were in the same scenario that you could just say, you know what, I'm getting a divorce attorney. Right. You know, it was almost as if like, oh, you need to stay here and still keep up the, the, the facade right. of, of uh, how this is going. And then obviously we know how all that ended up. Um, so for that, yeah, I'm not a huge, huge King Charles fan, although I do feel like he really tries with his kids and I think, mm-hmm. you know, in their relationships and stuff as much as possible. My least favorite royal is Andrew. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. For obvious reasons. Yes. I just feel sick that this Ugh. person does not have an ounce of self-control. Right. And going all the way back to the marriage with Fergie. Yeah. And I, I was, was like, I'm a okay, Fergie fan. Fergie, I like Fergie, a little out there. She is. They obviously were having a great time. Yeah. Right. So I don't begrudge them that. I know that I'm sure the queen, you know, rolled her eyes many a time over things that Fergie was doing. Right. <laughs> But, um, you know, this whole entanglement of Andrews with the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing and the, I mean, I I just feel, I feel sad for his parents Yeah, that they had to go through the, you know, all of the, um, scandal, you know, that he brought on the family. And I know both of them have, have passed away now, the parents, but still you know having to and i don't even know what the formality was of him like losing his title but i mean basically they had to like pull him from the public view Well, i mean what else choice did they have they had to pay hush money first off right i mean mean, okay maybe we're gonna call it hush money because it was ordered but (laughs) i mean essentially yes so there's probably that means we probably there's a lot more detail that we don't know oh i'm sure um just to make it go away yeah um and you wouldn't do that if you were completely innocent. Right. So, I mean, if you just like, I mean, there's plenty of people that found themselves on that island or whatever it was right. and had no clue that right. there were things going on. Um, but, I mean, there's pictures of him yes. with underage girls. Thank you. Yeah. You can't. Right. How do you Ew. come back from that? I don't you don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have girls. Well, that's like, the thing. I don't he get has it. two daughters. Yeah. That it just blows the mind. I I mean, I guess, you know, there are a lot of people in the world that do terrible things. Certainly, I would criticize them just as much. It's not just because he's a royal that I feel that way about it. In fact, that has very little to do with it. Um, But it just makes me sick that he, you know, was doing those these things to begin with. And then, like, that ridiculous interview that he gave where he was just sweating and fumbling all over himself trying to explain. It was like, do do you have a a machine? Do you have a PR person? Yeah. Where's the firm to tell you you. that this is not a good idea? (laughs) And it's kind of sad because probably out of all of them, well, I don't know, Prince Edward's pretty cute. But, like, I mean... (laughs) He, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Like, you don't, what are you doing, man? I, I mean, know. just, yeah. he just is a, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, like a lot of people that are excessively wealthy and have a lot right. of, you know, opportunity and privilege, he didn't appreciate it and took advantage of it and obviously was never, you know, held accountable for his behavior and, this is what it turns into. Yeah. That it just spirals. Right. I just, I feel bad for Beatrice and Eugenie. Yeah. yeah. For having to have their father behave that way in right. public. And shame on him. Yeah. 
Boo. As far as like Princess Anne and Prince Edward go, yeah. I don't I don't have any feeling whatsoever. I think they're there. I think they're Yeah, I mean I think Anne, I don't know a lot about her. I know she was married and divorced and yeah. married again. Um, she seems incredibly strong mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like watching her in the funeral yes. procession for mm-hmm. Elizabeth and, you know, still in her full like military regalia and on the horse and doing her thing. And I, I don't know as much about her, but she does just seem like an incredibly strong person who must have seen and been involved in so many interesting (laughs) situations i think if it's interesting to me because if 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 the royal title didn't follow birth order and it was Mm -hmm. based on personality i think princess anne would have been a better queen than charles is a king Mm -hmm. um just because she's seems like she's more decisive Mm -hmm. she has a little bit more of that Maybe not type A personality, but more of like a dominant personality, mm-hmm. like a strong, assertive personality. Yeah. Um, she certainly seemed like she was, you know, uh, easily irritated with a lot of goofiness right. that was happening over the years. <laughs> yes. And I think that, yeah, she seemed very in line with like the tradition of things. Right. And so I think things bothered her in that sense. So like if you were hiring for the position... <laughs> My bet would be on Princess Anne yeah. and not have been on King Charles. And I and not because he's a bad person, just because I think it just wasn't his thing. Like, you know, yeah. and, and we've seen that like with royalty, like over centuries where sometimes, you know, you read about and like, oh, they didn't like being in front of people. or they, Right. You know what I mean? And so like, you know, like when you think about, oh, when we hire or we elect presidents or prime ministers and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, obviously it's somebody who's comfortable in that role. Right. Um, and we don't necessarily, you know, the Royals don't get that. Right. Um, but I do think, uh, I think Prince William will be fine. I oh, I think so too. Cause he's got a little bit more of his mama. Yes. And, um, and I think that he's not, an outwardly look at me person by any mm-hmm. uh, charge, but I think that he feels comfortable. Yeah. He looks more comfortable. He um, seems to be. I'm sure he didn't feel that way at the beginning. Right. I mean, for sure. I think both of the, you know, William and Harry had a lot of issues because of what their mother went through. And then mm-hmm. of course, because of how she died yeah. and the whole, relationship with the media that I think, you know, initially they didn't want anything to do with public life. And yeah, um, but it does seem as they've grown up and it's so funny to think of them as adults. I know because I still think of them as little kids. kids. I can remember like watching Diana and Charles come out of the hospital Mm -hmm. with both of them as babies and that whole, you know, scene um, but they're very much adults yes. <laughs> now with their own families and their yeah. own kids. But it does seem like William, for better or for worse, who knows what his, you know, true <laughs> inner feelings are. Yeah. He seems a better fit for the role. I think so. Um, I think that he kind of encapsulates both parts of his parents. Yeah. And even though he grew up within the royal structure because Diana, you know, and of course that was considered, you know, uh, controversial at the time 
of this idea that like she wanted that she wanted to raise them right and be a hands-on and mom. and they were going to go do things and it's like oh my gosh they're they're at disney world right what? <laughs> you know kind of thing and but i think that also gave them a little bit more um to be more in tune with regular people. Right. Um, so when you're going out and you're doing these philanthropic things, like you see them as human beings yes. that are just like you. Um, and I, I really feel like you can tell that with him. And yeah. then also Kate, who again, I mean, I know they met in college and everything, but you know, they did not get married right away. Mm-hmm. And I think that was instrumental that like, you know, both of that, first of all, she's, I think the first future queen that will be an educated mm-hmm. queen have a formal education um but then just some life experience yeah and so you know when it comes to having that role and being comfortable with everything that's coming at you and she um, had a lot of time to see what it was like yeah you know being in a relationship with william first of all right and seeing all of the royal dynamics yeah. and the pressures and you know um, and that we didn't pluck her out of a crowd like we were doing, you know, a, a dating show and say, right. here, try this one. Right. <laughs> you know, that there wasn't this obsession with we need to find someone who's young and a virgin and, mm-hmm. you know, all this ridiculousness. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, somebody. And she's absolutely breathtaking. Oh, yeah. I mean, looks good in everything. Not that that should be a requirement. <laughs> no, but, but she is beautiful. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's a matter of opinion, right? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> and she seems to carry herself very well um again they seem to be carrying on the tradition of being very hands-on parents yep i always love seeing the pictures that come out that she took herself right right. of her kids and you know um it it seems like they're they're never going to live a normal life no right but they're doing the best that they can do to try to give their kids that experience within the circumstances that they're born into, him yeah. born into and her married into. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have high hopes for them. I do, too. And their kids. Their kids are so cute. I and know. I just love it when Louie just acts up. And I love it. Smacks his sister. That's and- right. <laughs> that, is, that, is the, that is the I'm never going to be king attitude. That's right. That I love. <laughs> Love it, love it. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to Harry. Yes, let's. Okay, first off, I don't know how you feel. I love Harry. Well, I love, I love Harry, too. I got some butts, though. <laughs> okay, we'll get to the butts. Oh, boy. You tell me about what you think about Harry. Um, I love Harry. I think that he intensified the loss of his mother more. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not a, a chip against William. I think some people... In, have more intense emotions about things. Um, and I think he definitely manifested her loss and the way that she passed away differently. Mm-hmm. And and also maybe because he knows I'm not going to be the king. And I think that, so sometimes you act differently right. when you know that. Um, I think the toughest part for me, for him, uh, because it seemed like him and William were always very close. Mm-hmm. And so this is heartbreaking to watch for me to yeah. see what's going on. And I know a lot of people want to blame Megan for it. Um, but I'm not sure if, if it was her or someone else. I mean, I don't know if it's just her. I don't know if it's, but I think that um, his anxiety, mm-hmm. um, it runs much differently yeah. um, about, and, and his need to protect her 
in a way that he couldn't protect his mom, mm-hmm. I think is kind of, I, and I think also with Harry, let's face it, Harry, if we're looking at Harry and William, he's the more charismatic of the two. Like mm-hmm. he's the jokester, the funny guy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, I mean, I like William. He's, you know, they're great, but I think it seemed like everyone was getting along at first. Oh yeah. The fab four. Yeah. I mean, they were the talk of the town. Right. <laughs> um, but I do know, that like Harry Megan because they were the shiny new objects were getting a lot of media attention right more so that we were even hearing about William and Kate and right. now we're hearing about them all the time but we weren't for a while yeah and I'm I don't know how well that and I don't know where the rub was was that the firm that was upset about it was it mm-hmm. William and Kate upset I don't know what it was and not that it was their intention what I feel terrible about and really what said it for me for both, because I personally, like, I know some people want to like pick a side. I don't, I, I don't want to pick a side. I think yeah. I like them, them both. I think when the queen passed away mm-hmm. and I was watching TV and they were just piping in BBC, they yeah. weren't doing their own broadcast. So we were seeing exactly what the Brits were seeing in their side. Yep. And for the first time, I I really got a picture more so of the fact they just can't win. Like it yeah. was it was the the four of them and I know you've seen the video and the pictures where they're going they're laying the flowers and yep. everything. And just just the even the the news anchors were like, "Okay, well you see how Megan's walking 3 feet away right. from here. Now do you see where okay, now um, you see how, uh, well, Kate's not touching William. Well, that's ro- royal protocol, and you're not supposed to touch. And, th- and they're going, and I'm like, they're trying to have a moment. Right. I'm not thinking about where's my hand placement. Right. <laughs> I'm not thinking about is my is my head tilted? Am I doing this? You know, I'm either, I'm supporting, I'm sad myself, whatever it is. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to mourn the loss of your loved one and someone's giving commentary right. about what you should look like and do. And then even recently, and I don't know why it's showing up in my Twitter feed, <laughs> but there's all these bots, they're bots. They're not even real people. Mm-hmm. You can totally tell they're bots. And it's all these like slams against, you know, Harry and Megan, Harry, you know, oh, this, this still. And I'm like, they're not even there anymore. Right. They're over here. Yeah. And so I feel like it's this, like, I don't know what's driving it. And it's hard to even know what's true anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just feel sad about the whole scenario because I think that, and I didn't read his book. So I, I didn't did, either. Um, so maybe there's and I didn't watch answers the in that. Special I didn't either. Um, but maybe there's just, I know there were details with like security and, um, issues that, you know, and, and it's so weird to me that, and, and I get microaggressions cause I can clearly see them. Um, but I don't understand why like King Charles or Queen Elizabeth, you know, at the time didn't mm-hmm. just step in and say this, he needs this, like he needs security. Right. He needs to have this. Yeah. You know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like everyone was like, I don't know, you know, and I, I, it just seemed weird to me. So I don't, I don't know what really happened. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know all the details of what happened once, you know, once they decided Harry and Megan decided to leave like public life and you know royal life quote unquote they didn't really want to leave royal life but right. they wanted to step away from their duties um because they felt like 
that was what was necessary because of the way that Megan was being treated. Right. And them having concerns about her safety and, you know, I'm sure ultimately, you know, for the kids once they came along and all of that. Um, I don't know all the back and forth about what they wanted versus what they were able to have. Um, I I do think it's a very sad situation the way all of it is currently. Um, I'm always hopeful that things will improve because, you know, I love Harry. I love both of the boys. I think everybody, you know, that watched what they went through with their parents, you know, divorce and then the death of their mother and just seeing how young they were. I definitely feel for them and always have felt for them. They obviously have handled it very differently, like you said. Um, I'm sure they both have a lot of similarities in the way that they grieve, but their personalities are, are very different in the way yeah. they play out to the public. And I they're think- both such good spokespeople. Like, you yeah. know, like I was, we were talking about before where I said, oh, I think Princess Anne was probably a better, but both William and Harry are really good yeah. public speakers and they're very good you know, but the, people. But they weren't always, you no. know, like I think William has always had more of a commanding presence in terms of appropriateness in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, like you said, was the jokester, the clown, yeah. the one who was getting in trouble, the one who was drinking and, you yeah. know, wearing the Nazi uniform yeah. to the, Yikes. whatever that party it was. It was a Halloween party, yeah. Um, you know, so I think he was always kind of pushing and whether that came from being a second child, being, you know, knowing that he wasn't in line for the throne, I think you saw the same thing, the same dynamic between Elizabeth and Margaret. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, it was exactly like Princess Margaret. Yeah. She was definitely the kind of the, the wild child. Yeah. You know, you know and I, we love her for that. Right. You know, right. Because there was the same demand wasn't expected of her. Right. You know, so. But, but then they still have to follow some of the guidelines and the protocols that are expected. And so it's a tricky spot to be in. It really is. You're, you know, you're going to be, like you said, it's a no win situation, right? My thing with Harry is I just have been rooting for him all these years and I was so excited when he met Megan and they seemed to be so much in love and have so much um, in common in terms of their priorities right. around philanthropy. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of that is very PR driven. You know, I mean, they're not perfect humans. No, nobody is. And I certainly didn't think they were then. But I do find it sad because the way it comes across in a lot of the things that they've decided to do is that, like, nothing was going to make them happy in the way that they were situated in the family. And I have no idea what the dynamic was between Megan and the Queen or Megan and Charles and Camilla or Megan and Kate, you know, yeah. but it just, you know, the, the stories that you hear about the things that they would be upset about, you just really hope it's not true. Right. Because who has a falling out over a flower girl dress? Right. 
or you know it's just some of the you, little things that but you, you can't heard. come back from right it's like how can that possibly be well and i think the other throw thing throw away this relationship yeah the other thing for me was okay so she's an american uh, she's and and she was older right so this isn't a yeah. person again not 20 years old right this is a person who's established had a career yeah i mean they were in their 30s when right. they got married and and i think that that can be a positive in that you know you're being put into a, a, a position where you're expected a lot of, mm-hmm. but I think that they're also in the media wasn't enough patience for the fact that, yeah, not only is she learning what it's like to, you know, all the protocols that it takes to be mm-hmm. a Royal, but she's not a British citizen. Like, right. We're just different. Oh, totally. And I agree. I mean, I, the British press, I would never want to be on their bad side, no, right? I mean, no. they pick people apart, and I do feel for her. And, you know, for whatever allegations they've made about racism and all of that, you have to take that seriously. Right. And you have to look at, you know, the circumstances. But I think the problem with that is because so much information is not available to the public, mm-hmm. it becomes this he said she said right and then people you know align wherever they think the truth is and really we don't have enough information in my opinion to make a lot of those decisions so like you i like both of them i'm disappointed with the way that it's turned out i mean i i feel like we're in the middle of the story. We're not at the yeah, end, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And how many of the how much of the issue is with the people running the firm? Mm-hmm. And then how much of that is within the royal relationships themselves? Right. Because, you know, we know that's where microaggressions can occur. And right. again, whether it's racism, whether it's they don't like that she's American. Yeah. Whether they don't like that she's coming in and maybe she felt like, you know, she should have a say and they're like, you don't get a say. Right. I don't know. Um but it definitely is something that to me seems like um it's sad and then all of the harshness right you know like you said like i think if if the british media just said we are not going to talk about the royals right a lot would be a lot better <laughs> you know honestly but yeah. when when you did you know there was a lot of these comparisons about like oh well you know, Princess Kate did it and it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Megan did it and it was not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just all, like I said, but whether it's Kate or whether it's Megan or whether it's any of them, it's just like, can we stop like talking about like, oh, this hemline is. Right. <laughs> These ridiculous things. It's that just don't like, are, mean we, are we for real right now? Yeah. Or, you know, like, oh, her skirt, this is why they don't like them to wear short skirts because look, her skirt blew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we saw nothing. Yeah. Uh, that's called legs, people. <laughs> Um, and, and so it's just, the whole thing seems unnecessary Yeah. and I don't, I feel bad for all involved. I just hope that there's, I hope that maybe given some time and some separation that they can reconcile. I hope so too. Because because I would love to see Prince Harry back in doing his royal duties, but maybe it's taking a stand and saying, Hey, look, this isn't an okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and until something changes, yeah. I'm going to live in sunny California. And you know what? If that's not the life they want, that's fine. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I struggle with 
is that the life you wanted and they made it too hard for you? Or did you not really want that life and you created a lot of drama? That that could be true. So that you could pull away from it and still try to come out on top. Yeah. It's really, it's a tricky situation. Yeah. For sure. There's, so, like I said, there's so much that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And this is true not just for the royals, right? But for anybody who's constantly in the media, we know that so much of what is quote-unquote reported on is just opinion. It's, you know, embellishing yeah. little facts that people are, or or not even facts, little, you know, myths that people are turning into facts. I mean, right. I, I just, I wish that in general that the public were better consumers of information. Yeah. And not just jumping on the bandwagon of something that's probably not even based in fact to begin with. Right. Or, oh, did you see this picture, this video where Princess Kate's side eyes, so-and-so? And And I was like, do you know how much I have probably looked weird? at? Like, if you took a picture of me or a video of me, I would probably not even realize half the facial expressions that I make. And Mm -hmm. I I don't have, um, I don't have a lying face. I have a very animated face. Um, (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I, just because I'm looking over at someone and you catch me in a moment doesn't mean I wouldn't even know I was looking at that person. Sometimes I'm just moving my head. And so just all the scrutiny of everyone, it just, I think it, I think it chips away from everything to do with them. um, And and the positives that have to do with them. For sure. I mean, we all know that the Royals are very involved in philanthropic work. It's a huge part of what they bring to British society. Right. Right. But how many articles are there written about their philanthropic efforts versus how many articles are written about all this little nitpicky bullshit. What's Kate wearing today? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do like those. I love to see the outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. But I'm not, I hope I'm not really judging, you know, what, uh, somebody's thinking because of what dress they decided to wear or who they decided to stand next to in the line. (laughs) Yeah. It's more of a, I think it's, I think it's great if it's a positive like appreciation of fashion as mm-hmm. opposed to I can't believe she wore a skirt that short right. or I can't believe she looks like that or I can't believe you know yeah. she wore you know did you see what she looked like or how she turned her head or who she yeah. I don't want to I don't want to no and especially I mean let's face it okay Kate and Megan both gorgeous oh, human beings absolutely okay barely a flaw yeah exactly so I'm 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 having a hard time with much criticism and appearance for either one of them. I know. I know. You know, they're doing, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I think that comes back from the American part, which is, you know, oh, you know, do they understand our, you know, like we, we have infiltrated the Royals. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't think the Brits like it. I really don't. And yeah. the funny thing is, is I think Americans, because again, we think differently, like we don't have an equivalent. We, right. we clearly made choices and yes. we did not pick the Royals <laughs> on our side. So we don't have, unless I guess you're counting Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at this no, point. The Kennedys. You I know, mean, you know, we have certain families. Right. There's no royalty. Right. So, but yeah, I think the British, like, I think that even though they criticize them a lot, I still think they're very protective of that institution. I didn't read the Harry's book. Um, 
I didn't watch the Netflix special, like we said. So I don't even know what all the things are that they're alleging to have happened or by who. I just have picked up little tidbits of it in, you know, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the big thing, too, getting criticized for, oh, you're not supposed to talk about it. You know, you're not supposed to air your, you know your dirty laundry. But right. then I think that's also like how people keep trauma in, you know, to say, Oh, well I'm not airing it, but I can also understand you being in a position where you're like, but I have to defend myself and I right. can't. Right. So yeah, we truly don't know the other side and we probably won't because they're not going to, yeah, they're, they're not, not going to go out there and, and they're not going to have a book and a Netflix special. <laughs> I'm still going to watch and see what happens with the Royals. My interest is not waning. Um, I, I do think it's interesting to see how things are different with Charles. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see when William takes the throne, what his monarchy will look like. I mean, I think they, you know, over the years have tried to modernize, which kind of cracks me up a little bit because it doesn't seem like that so much from the outside with all of the pomp and circumstance and but but i mean to me that's like part of what i love about it you know i don't want them to modernize too much right (laughs) because i enjoy some of those and i i think king charles will probably have a much shorter reign i mean just based on age just based on his age um so we'll have to see depends on whether you know when that happens you know how long william has to like maybe even have an effective yeah change or whatever i'm curious as to what's going to happen to camilla though so when king charles dies mm-hmm. assuming he dies before her mm-hmm. um and then prince william becomes king william oh my gosh that sounds so i know that sounds weird he's but just so a baby king charles it like, does I I, i'm getting used to that i know i say prince charles a lot um like what happens to her like in terms of her does she have any royal duty well, at that she point becomes the the queen she doesn't become the queen mother because she's no. not their mother no I don't know. So I don't know what happens to her. We'll have to find that out. We will have to research. Not that I care. Report but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's Those are my feelings. Hey, on that happy note, I think we've roiled. <laughs> <laughs> this week in the zeitgeist, we're going to talk just a little bit about award season so it's all happening with the awards i have to admit i'm not as connected to it as i used to be i used to be a huge like golden globes oscars you know i was i had seen all the movies i was prepared to talk about you know all of them but i over the last couple of years i have gotten a little more disconnected from I don't usually see all the movies. I think it's been three or four years, maybe even five. Um, so sometimes I don't even know who some of the people are in some of the yeah. categories. Or I don't know any of any of the movies. I know. Yeah. I remember because you used to go and watch them all. I like, did. Like you were an Academy yeah. voter. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm the same way. And I don't know what's drawn me away from what, because I used to watch it like live. Yeah, me you know? too. And, and I now I feel like it. I just go, well, I'll just see who won. Yeah. You know, or yeah. I'll, I'll watch the, the really good, you know, I'll go back and maybe because we can now. Maybe. You know, before it's like you have to watch it or that's or it. Or you're not going to see it. That's true. I hadn't really thought about that yeah. part of it. You can easily access it afterwards if yeah. you really want to. I think I was watching the, when the, uh, Will Smith 
slap oh, right. thing mm-hmm. happened. I think I was actually watching that. I don't yeah. know why. Because I haven't watched the whole show of the Oscars in yeah. a few years. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just priorities and, you know, just time and who knows what. But I do usually catch up. I definitely, when the nominations come out, and I hear about it because I don't have it like marked on the calendar. I'm not waiting for it yeah. and then going to see what they yeah. were. I'm also up at 5 a.m. to that's so right. They can get the um, but I will go and look and see who was nominated. And uh, this year, I think I've only seen like one or two of the movies. Okay. Um, but I do know that there's been a lot of chit chat about snubs for. Barbie, uh-huh. specifically for Margot Robbie for lead actress and Greta Gerwig for director. Right. And people are very, you know, upset <laughs> about all that. Um, I guess understandably, I, I think Barbie did get a lot of nominations yeah. for other, uh, I don't know how many they got, eight or nine, I think, for the Oscars. Um, so, yeah, I know people are feeling like those were two of the people that were kind of the main drivers behind Barbie. And obviously Barbie was a huge success. Right. And a lot of people feel very strongly about the messages that it, um, you know, put out into the world and kind of felt like it was a no brainer, I guess that the two of them should have been awarded in every possible um, award opportunity. (laughs) I think even above that was if, if they had not nominated Barbie, I don't think it would have gotten the backlash necessarily. Mm-hmm. Cause I watched the movie. Um, yeah. it was cute. Me too. Um, but it's because Ryan Gosling was nominated right. for, for best actor and none of the women, right. You know, uh, were nominated. And so that's where it was like, Oh, that's typical. Like, yeah. you know, it kind of goes along with the theme of the movie, which was, you know, yeah. Um, women doing the same thing and not getting the same level of recognition or For sure. or whatever. So that's where I think where the real rub was. I think if it had just yeah. been like, Oh yeah, we don't think this is a top contender. Right. Uh, then. And I get that on some level, but at the same time, I remember when the movie came out over the summer, all, a lot of the buzz from a, um, acting perspective was about Ryan Gosling's performance yeah. because it was so good. And so I wasn't really that surprised. Not that I don't think uh, Margot Robbie did a great job. She did. But even at the time when the movie came out, it wasn't like people were talking about, oh, this amazing performance and she's going to win all these awards. It was more like an overall appreciation of the movie and more of a focus on Greta Gerwig and her directing. Right. Um, but if I remember right, I read an article back, you know, before the movie came out about Margot Robbie's involvement in this as a project. And I don't think it was even necessarily a given that she was actually going to play Barbie, but she was involved in the development of this project for this movie. So, and I think she is a producer. So I think they, she is nominated in that category because it was nominated for best picture. Okay. Um, So I guess to me, that's why I'm like, I don't kind of get it for her. For Greta Gerwig, I understand it a little bit more because the director of the movie has so much of an impact on every aspect of it 
that you're like, how can it be this amazing success and you don't recognize the director of the movie? Right. So I get that. And I know that Greta Gerwig has been nominated before. Um, I don't think she's won an Oscar, but I know she was nominated, I think, for Lady Bird and um, Little Women. Okay. Um, and I'm sure she'll be nominated again. I, I do kind of understand the the snub with her a little bit more than the Margot Robbie okay. part. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. Good luck to everyone. That's right. I will not be watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My Mouth Pod.